Hey guys, I'm Kathy Lee. And hey, I'm Karen. And welcome to Heartful Addiction, a podcast. It is a heartful revolution. And today, and as with every podcast we do, I am joined by the beautiful and lovely Karen. How are you doing today? Awesome. Welcome to the third installment of Heartful Addiction, a podcast. Episode three, here we come. Woohoo! <laughs> Celebrate! <laughs> Oh yes, I feel like celebrating too. Where is the wine? I can't believe we are already at three episodes. Three weeks, guys. It's Thank you so much for joining us and coming with us on this journey. So Karen, you sound like you have had an amazing week. Can you tell me about it? I'm in a very good mood after spending four days at a beautiful retreat in Auckland, which you'll hear more about over the course of the show. I've just been really nourishing my spirit, my body, mind and spirit with some beautiful people and beautiful experiences. I cannot wait to hear all about that. I'm super jealous. Four days. Oh, bliss. On the show today, we have a celebration of heartfulness, a collection of stories about people going above and beyond. We then have Karen's Corner, which will be a special edition today, our Mindful Minute, which we've had requests to make up to two minutes, so we are happy to oblige, and we have some special track for you today. Uh, We also have our Quote of the Week, Media of the Week, the beautiful Nicole will join us once again, and much more. So Karen, before we get started, I'm going to put you on the spot. We have had a few people asking the question, what is it? What is heartful addiction and what does it mean? I think we should give a little explanation of the words, the concept that was your personal brainchild years ago, but what is now much, much more. Did you want to get started? Heartful addiction. Just what is it? Let's, um, let's explore. Heartful Addiction is a non-profit platform for empowerment. Yay, the people! (laughs) So it highlights the goodness in the world, not the badness, if that's even a word. (laughs) Ways forward, life hacks, little tricks to help you out. Creative living and thoughts, lots of thoughts. Grassroots charities and the massive groundswell of people. So many people helping people. And just leading by example in everyday life. These are people just like you and me. It's amazing. So people, make today the day you look for the wonderful things. The big things, the little things, the simple things, the crazy things. Hey, as long as they make you smile, look for them. Become part of our movement just by listening in, joining our online community, and it sounds so simple, but just be yourself. You can become part of our movement just by being the best you you can be. Just be yourself. The worst you you can be. Whatever you you turn up as, we want to be friends with, we want to love, we want to share. We want you to join us just as you are. 
And I'm going to interject right there. Um, I completely agree with you. And I think that everything that we stand for here is is exactly that. Um, we have our flaws. We're not perfect. But with that, I just want to say this quote I found online. Um, I'm not going to attribute it because it doesn't have a name. But if you know who said it, just let me know. I think it's a derivative of like an Irish blessing. It says, laugh even when you feel too sick or too worn out and tired. Smile, even when you're trying not to cry and the tears are blurring your vision. Sing, even when people stare at you and tell you your voice is crap. Trust, even when your heart begs you not to. Twirl, even when your mind makes no sense of what you see. Frolic, even when you are made fun of. Kiss, even when others are watching. Sleep, even when you're afraid of what the dreams might bring. Run, even when it feels like you cannot run anymore. And always remember, even when the memories pinch your heart, because of the pain of your experience, is what makes you the person you are now. And without your experience, you are an empty page, a blank notebook, and a missing lyric. What makes you brave is your willingness to live through your terrible life and hold your head up high the next day so don't live life in fear because you are stronger now after all the crap that's happened than you ever were back before it started so the message is be the change you want to see in the world lead by example fix yourself because you'll ripple out to affect others left right and center Give without expectation of return. This is compassion. This is love. This is just just being yourself in the best way possible. And, and just straight from the heart. By doing this, you'll discover the power of our love revolution. And that's where it's at. Thank you so much, Karen, for explaining that. And I hope that if everybody can go over to our social media pages, which we will go through in a sec, you will be able to ask us any more questions and we are happy to answer. We are an open book here. Um, so also remember to pop on over to your favorite podcast app. We are now on Overcast, Anchor FM, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, and we will soon be over at Google Podcasts. So these are both available on your Android and your iDevice. Next, we are going to be getting into a couple of other things to finish off our little chit-chat, and then we will be getting into the show. As we've said before, we have just jumped right in, boots and all, to this podcast. So we, we still have a lot to work on tech-wise, content-wise, presentation wise but you know we're getting there and learning to swim along the way just by doing is actually one of the best ways to learn because if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got <laughs> uh, so here we are doing something outside our comfort zone and enabling our own growth as well as hopefully contributing something to to yours to the greater community 
And outside my comfort zone is this indeed. We feature the good news stories because unlike mainstream media, which focuses on fear, we believe the light and humanitarianism far outweighs the darkness. Empowering community and connection, Heartful Addiction recognizes that the world is changed heart to heart with the flow of compassion and simple human kindness. We encourage and enable authenticity and awesomeness. Let your cup overflow with love for yourself and others. Of course, as always, if you have any suggestions about how we can better ourselves or improve our content, let us know via voicemail here in the Anchor app. We can um, feature you on the show. And we also have our Facebook group. Heartful Addiction, a podcast, which is a support group for um, driving content and, and interaction. And our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Heartful Addiction, that you can join. First up, we have our celebration of heartfulness, where I bring you a collection of stories about people going above and beyond. Today, we have two stories for you. One is about a major supermarket, and the other one is about some heartful dealings by a high school. So I'm gonna get straight into it. Now, this one is for you guys here over there in the UK, where Little is finally launching a £1.50 too good to waste fruit and vegetable box across the country. The supermarket began a six-month trial of the scheme in a select number of stores in August, which was very much well received. Over the last six months, they have gradually extended the wastage program to 122 story stores across England, and the company has said it has so far sold more than 50,000 too-good-to-waste boxes, which has prevented 250 tonnes of food going to waste. It is now being rolled out in all branches throughout England, Scotland and Wales. The, hunt, the pound 50 boxes, so it's roughly about $3, contain about 5 kilos of slightly damaged, discoloured or dairy, deteriorated fruit and veg. While it's imperfect, everything included is still perfectly good to eat. The boxes are put together daily by staff and will be available to customers from opening until midday, after which they are given to the local charity and community programs through Lidl's surplus, surplus Food Redistribution Program, Feed It Back. They have been keen to stress that the Pound 50 boxes are different to the similar wonky veg campaigns, which allow supermarkets to sell fruit and veg grown in which don't usually meet natural and rigid size and shape specifications. They have said previously that it, they don't use the term wonky veg, and the company does not believe products should necessarily be priced down for being a different shape or size. They are now working very closely with suppliers to ensure a degree of flexibility with their specifications and taking seasonality into account. It is a great example as how we can utilize our lean and efficient business model to fulfill our mission to make good healthy food more affordable and accessible while acting sustainably. Excellent job Little, and that's for you guys over there in the UK. Um, I think that's an amazing way of staying on top of those rising costs of fruit and vegetables which everybody needs on their diet to nourish them. 
So now we throw across to Farmington in Minnesota, Minnesota in the US, where in need of a costly power wheelchair for their son, the parents of two-year-old Cillian Jackson, Cillian or Killian, turned to an unlikely source, teenagers. Thanks to the robotics team at Farmington High School, Killian now has his ride, a functioning power wheelchair, hand-built from a Power Wheels riding toy. The kids took the time out of their busy schedules to do this for our son, said Killian's mother, Chrissy, and we're so grateful. He was born with a genetic condition which makes mobility difficult. He has an especially hard time controlling his body. He has a lot of symptoms you'd see in someone who has cerebral palsy, said Tyler, Killian's father. Tyler Jackson reached out to the robotics team at his former high school after he realised an actual power wheelchair would cost, be cost prohibitive for his family and unlikely to be covered by insurance due to Killian's young age. He brought it up with the kids at the meeting and they were asked if it was something that they wanted to step up and do. The sentiment was unanimous, yes. The Farmington Robotics coach Spencer Elfback said it was a great part of his job to be able to work with these kinds of kids. The members of the robotics team replaced nearly every electrical component in the Power Wheels toy, mounted a seat from a bicycle carrier and designed a joystick to fit his needs that was fabricated on a 3D printer. They relied on skills they learned building their comp competition robots and instead of completing a task, they're helping change someone's life. He took to his ride immediately, and last week, four months after receiving his wheelchair, he returned with his family to the school and was reunited with the teens responsible for his gift. They smiled, watched, and waved as he traversed the classroom. A team member, Nicole Cash, said, I think we won here more than we do in our competitions. So a massive shout out to the Farmington High School robotics team in Minnesota. That guys is extremely heartful and we are so proud of you. And now we go across to South Bend, Indiana, where an Indiana school district is taking steps to make sure children have enough to eat. The Elkhart Community School students usually get breakfast and lunch at school, but on the weekends at home, they may be without food. That's where the South Bend South Bend-based nonprofit Cultivate comes in. It provides weekly meals to a small group of students in the elementary school pilot program. Jim Colkin from Cultivate says, mostly we rescue food that's been made but never served by catering companies. Large food service businesses like the school system. You don't always think of a school cafeteria. It rescues the unused food. Over-preparing is just part of what happens we take well-prepared food, combine it with other food, and make individual frozen meals from it. 20 students will receive a backpack with eight individual frozen meals every Friday until the end of school. <clears throat> this is amazing. This is making a huge impact, said Melissa Rams Ramey, Chamber Leadership Academy. I'm proud of that. It was heartbreaking to hear that children go home on the weekends and they don't have enough to eat. It is making a huge difference in, the, difference in the lives of the students receiving the meals and the Elkhart school system has decided to expand the food program to other schools. Shout out to you guys, that is incredible and 
honestly it is so sad in this world how children cannot go just families in general go without good quality food so this is again stopping the wastage and turning them into take-home meals for the kids it's incredible well done guys that's it from me guys today and we're going to be heading on to the our very special edition of karen's corner thanks for following along and we'll see you next week karen's corner is her safe space and we allow each other free reign over our own segments so her corner this week is a wee bit different and she's been a wandering spirit. As she mentioned earlier, she spent some heartful space camping in a native bush retreat surrounded by spiritual wisdom keepers from many cultures. She joined the Voices of the Sacred Earth Festival and met with Mr. Gary Cook. He is a leading writer on the special nature of mystic realms that are to be found in the New Zealand and South Pacific and he's the leader of the Secret Land Project. His extensive journeys and experiences allow him to share much of the deeper nature of the forests, the waters and the mountains, enabling us all to connect with the natural order in a deeper and more meaningful way. So now throwing to this interview, welcome to our show Gary and off you go Karen. Hi everyone, kia ora. So I'm at the amazing Voices of Sacred Earth Festival in Kawai Putapura with the great Gary Cook who is an elder and wisdom keeper of the sacred land and the sacred nahere that we're sitting in at the moment. Welcome Gary. Oh thank you so much, what an incredible welcome and what a, a background welcome we have. The throbbing of drums and people enjoying themselves and dancing and we just walk through uh, the people coming out of the sweat lodge and um, there's so much going on here this weekend and I'm just so um, honoured to be sitting here with you and to um, perhaps answer a few questions. I hope the questions are not too awkward because um, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm a very simple person. So um, I think we'll keep it nice and simple. I really just want to communicate to the spirit of what you work with in the forest because it's just so so beautiful and enlightening and inspiring to me and I just I re would really love to share that with with other people to some extent. Uh, Gary um, we're sitting underneath a beautiful peace tree and the it's just off the Auckland motorway in a place called Kawai Putapura but you'd think that you were in an oasis an oasis of time really because it's 19 acres of beautiful native bushland and in the centre of it just about sits this huge kahikatea is it tree? Yes, beautiful kahikatea. Gosh knows what, what age it is but looking at it one could say it's probably five to six hundred years old so it's just an honour to be sitting in the presence of this beautiful, beautiful tree, so aptly named the peace tree. Mm, the peace tree. And I love how it has smaller trees, notably from where I can see kawakawa just growing in the sheltered edges of, of its root. I know, and this just um, displays a little of the symbiotic relationship in a forest. Mm. How forest, all forest trees get on with each other. Um, different species relate to different species. It's like one big homogenous family and 
there's nothing like race or creed or breed comes into it. They just work and live together and flourish together and support each other at so many levels. Oh, that's such a beautiful understanding and I think that that works for the forest, the great forest of humanity too, at least that's how it should work. That's exactly right and it does work that way because, I mean, if we listen to the news which pours in sort of through all sorts of uh, mediums every day and we buy into what they're telling us is going on around the world, they dash it all, they've got it pretty wrong. There's so much good stuff going on, there's so many good people doing good things. And I always say that this is really helping to, to keep the balance. You know, I, I think the affairs of the world are just like a great big pendulum swing, swinging backwards and forwards. Mm. Sometimes a pendulum arcs out to extremity, which can be quite, you know, sort of noticeable to people. But there is that um, the balance in between those swings where the pendulum is just nice and still and just fluctuates a bit. And this is, this is where we... Um, and what we're doing here with uh, talking to people like you, coming to events like we're at at Kaiwai Purapura, spreading the aroha and the love, and particularly we're able to sit in a forest. And when we're sitting, talking like this, and beside this beautiful tree, our very words that we're sharing now are going up through the tree, right up to the crown, right out into the cosmos, and so expressions of love and understanding and forgiveness will be broadcast freely through the trees in the forest. Thank you for that. Gary, I just almost have no words there. I just felt that rise up through, through my heart <laughs> and blow my mind like the tree you were just talking about. It's just such a beautiful understanding. Thank you. Um, so Gary, for those of you who, who don't know him, he is, as I said, a cultural wisdom keeper. He holds and inspires deep understanding of the world around us, as you can tell, especially the wisdoms of the forest as an intelligent living being, which of course indigenous peoples all over the world have recognised forever. Gary holds a honorary doctorate of science. Mm. He is an author and has been producing the most beautiful music from the forest and his own garden, uh, others' gardens and pot plants. He's got a gorgeous peace lily, peace lily at home. Uh, using technology and experimentation with that new technology, which allows us to hear the singing, the voices of the plants themselves. Can you tell us a bit more? about the magic that you're bringing to us through science, wow. Gary. You know, I, I guess um, 50 years, 100 years ago, this would seem to be magic. Mm. But we are now living in this most incredible technological age. We've gone through the dark ages. We've gone through the age of iron and steam. We're now in the technological age. Mm. And as we embrace this technological age in the correct way, there are so many advancements with <clears throat> what scientists are sharing with us and, and showing us which we can use as we're using this medium now, talking as you and I are to people out there in the wide world so easily. And with the technology comes so much research. There's so much research going on now all around the world into forests and trees for all sorts of reasons. But the consensus 
of so many researchers and scientists is the fact that, my gosh, um, we've really got to look at forests and trees in a totally different way. Mm. Um, to the point where scientists are now saying, we're going to have to recognize trees in the very near future as sentient beings because there are not only the displays of, of community and um, getting on well in the, in the forest um, scene, but also what the plants and trees bring to us. We all mm. know the sort of mechanics, I suppose you call it, of photosynthesis and the plants bringing in the carbon and the sunlight and converting it into mm. plant sugars for themselves and looking after themselves, putting out the oxygen but also there's all the food that they give us. And so technology has now brought me to a most incredible and exciting moment in my life <laughs> where with technology I can put a couple of little gentle contacts on the leaves or the trunk of a tree, picking up the little electrical discharges, as you might call them, little static electricity, mm. converting those with a few gentle wires back into a little electronic device which when I look inside it I never want to dive in there again because it's so <laughs> complex I don't have to know how it works I just know that it works and then out the other end through my speaker comes the sound the tree makes and so mm. what we're able to do with this technology is give the trees and plants the veggie plants in the garden the pot plant at home in your lounge the trees in the forest give them a musical instrument to play mm. so this is another level of communication or trees and it is something which can be shared with so many people um, it is very it's such an audio experience which leads to a deeper experience it's real mm. and I've seen it connect with so many people um, even just with with a slightly better understanding of how it works which is what you've just given us the light that that just shines from people's eyes and hearts knowing what they're hearing and knowing what they're listening to it's just absolutely incredible and it's another way of connecting us ah. to like you say this is right and a lot of people will say to me um, after they've listened to a plant sing and say wow I've got to go and reconnect with nature and I say oh <laughs> hold on you've actually never been disconnected yeah <laughs> you know we are part of nature we're connected all the time we have it's to. just that we've forgotten remember we have to remember it's mm. a time to remember and also a little phrase I put out to people early on this year uh, to use your imagination become an uh, imaginarian and <laughs> open like up that. open up that imagination which has been s sitting there subdued or suppressed since your childhood days just reopen that doorway to imagination Let's and all be then you can say wow you can fly <laughs> with all of this and the wonders of the modern technology being used for the benefit of humankind mm. in a deeper, more spiritual way. Oh, and along with all these beautiful, deep understandings, one thing that I really love about you, Gary, that just shines as your inner child, just that joy that you find um, within your work and within the natural world and within life that spring in your step as we were arriving here dancing dancing along the grass and um, just finding that stillness and that deep reverence that so many of us are missing and and um, I think we could all all benefit from a little bit of um, what you access so readily and that's that's right and that's 
still retaining a sense of adventure. Adventure yeah. and play. And still allowing, you know, we've all got a creative aspect. Mm. And sometimes we, we just don't bring this out. We just don't do it. It may be we just sit and listen to music as I have been over the last couple of days. I'm not a musician. I don't play any instruments. But when I'm sitting listening to the rhythms being created, my feet are tapping and my fingers are dancing over the table and I'm drumming, <laughs> you know. So it just lets yourself go and, and, and be free. It's, um, as, as long as you don't do all these sort of things, you know, sort of on the bus on the way to work because people may look sideways at you. But <laughs> other than that, and also just going to work. We're driving, you know, we're with the nature the whole time. Mm. And there is such a thing, a, a phrase which has been coined uh, by scientists, it's called plant blindness. And trees and forests and a lot of plants in our gardens, we just take for granted just being there. They're part of the background. Mm. We're in the foreground and so is every other activity. So are all our household pets and the pet canary. But the trees and the gardens are always there. And they just go on constantly rooted into one place, doing what they are meant to do, what they are ordained to do mm. as part. I mean, the biosphere of this planet, scientists have now told us that 99% of all life on the planet is plant life, for goodness sake, and all other life forms, including you and I, and every other life form sits in 1%. Just 1%. 1 so, for heaven's sake, start to understand and realize that this is a plant planet and as i was saying to people earlier on today we have traces of plant dna in our human dna mm. so we're not that far separated uh, we don't have to reconnect because we're already connected we just have to remember Thank you so much for that, Gary. Oh, well, you've answered so many of my other questions just within this heart-to-heart -heart talk, and I think that's the way it should be. That, that's hopefully a, a really good format for an interview. I hope that you listeners have got a lot from that, because I certainly did, even in this, even in this space, um, learn, learn more from Gary than, than I have in the past, and I've followed him for quite a while. He's a magical man. One, one of my personal inspirations. Um, oh, today I wanted to talk about a little experiment that you did. Now you say that this device that you've got, the, you use a device called the MIDI oh, the Sprout? the MIDI Sprout, that's mm. right, yes. Oh, good. So you've been experimenting with, with finding songs from, from the interaction with this device, with, with things other than plants. Um, such as spring water? That's right, such as spring water at home. It's um, interesting and how this came about. About 18 months ago I had a, uh, a beautiful uh, Māori uh, kaumatua come to visit me on two occasions mm. from the Tūhoi people and he was listening to music playing on a lovely kawakawa tree I have near my back door and he was enamoured with this he went away for a week and then he came back once again on his journey back home and, and he said, I've got something to share with you. He said, recording the plants is just opening up so much. He said, but you've got to record water. Mm. And I thought, water? How is this possible? Uh, we all know that we can go and sit by a stream and we can record the water rippling and tinkling over the rocks and around the little logs and things, making all the beautiful water noises we love. But what he was getting at, 
he could see that the energy in the plant, which was generating the plant song and the kawakawa, mm. the energy in the water could also produce a song. I thought, wow. So I didn't do this for a long time. I thought, no, this is not where I am. I'm not at that. But then one day came the time. I was down by the little fairy springs at home there, had the midi sprout out, put the two contacts under the water, in the water, under the water, fired it up, and then lo and behold, I had this beautiful music coming out. <laughs> I, I just stood there transfixed. I thought, my gosh, what did he know that I didn't? And why was I sort of being so blind to this possibility? So on a couple of occasions, I have recorded the spring at home. I haven't taken this any further, except I have two amazing Poanamu greenstone boulders mm. at home. And I have connected also to the Poanamu, the greenstone. And I have a song now from the Stone of Peace, which is another realm. And <laughs> in a way, I'm sort of so taken aback by what's going on here. I, I even step back from this and I sort mm. of say, in its time, but today at Kaiwai Purpura. Which I was lucky enough to be a witness to. You sat in the circle. I did, on the second round. <laughs> I know, you were busy filming. I, when I finished a um, creative visualization with people today on the music of a beautiful young Rimu tree there in the forest, I said, would you mind sitting in a big circle and we'd all hold hands. So we had about 30 odd people there. And I connected them to this midi sprout. And we held hands all the way around. And by Jove's, the impact of holding hands, letting go, crossing hands. So there were two people within the circle. They held a little contact or electrode each. Mm. So this device was subtle enough to pick up the energy within us as human beings, which after all, it's probably not dissimilar to what's going on in the plants. Mm. So there we recorded something which I think is just, uh, I don't know where it's going to go. This is mind-boggling. So I'm <laughs> dying to see the little film clip that you filmed I whilst shall. I wasn't looking. I'll send it through to you. I'd love to see as it. As soon as I can. Oh, that's amazing, Gary. I Just again, so blessed that you've taken the time to sit with me under this peace tree um, today. In, in the forest and in, in the Nahere of Kawai Purapura in Albany, Auckland. I, I just wanted to ask to close off here before we say our goodbyes, what message, now this might put you on the spot a little bit, but what message do you think that the Nahere, the living forest, might have for our listeners if, if it could speak through you today? I guess if the forest spoke through me, I'd have to look at the message coming from the trees through the tree and plant elementals mm. and coming through the patapairehi, through the fairy folk. Mm. This is the way that I can gauge in general terms the condition and the feeling of a forest. Mm. I don't see these little forest dwellers, but they are here and I hear them. I'll hear their song, I'll hear their joy. And from this, when you hear them laughing and singing close up or at a distance, you know that things are in balance. Things are, are wonderful. But I still have a feeling though that um, with these communications from 
these little beings on behalf of the forests is that we still have to take more care. We have to have a better understanding of the trees. And as our conversation has developed today, <clears throat> we can see where we're both at and where we're sitting here. Uh, the trees are speaking to us. We have but to listen and we have to take the time when we walk in the forest in the Nahiri or through the park down the road in the corner of where we live in the city, mm. or even if we're in our garden and the trees and shrubs. If we don't have a garden, we're living in a city apartment. We may have potted plants. We may have a little herb garden out on the landing, mm. 10 stories, 20 stories up. These are how you can keep this communication, keep these lines of communication open with the Nahiri. All the little plants that we have in our gardens and in our lounges are connected with all the bigger plants and all the trees out there. It's one incredible connection. And as we're sitting here now and talking about this, my gosh, electronically this has been connected, but it's what we're talking about is already gone. It's out there in the cosmos mm. because we're sitting in the wood wide web. I love that term, the wood wide web. <laughs> and out it goes. So when we enter the forest and when we address a tree and talk and acknowledge, Acknowledgement is all that's needed. Mm. Even if we're going to work in the bus and we look out the window and we stop at the traffic lights and there's a tree growing there and the grass berm on the side, say hello to it. It'll know. Because even walking on the grass on a sunny day, the shadow that we cast on the grass, that grass is forever changed. It knows that something has gone by and something happened in their lives which hasn't happened before. So the effect we have with the nature is so finite that we, we can sometimes overlook it. Mm. Okay, my love. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gary. Oh, there's so many more questions that I would love to ask you and that I probably, probably will um, off recording. Uh, but our time is pretty much up for today. Um, if you'd like to follow Gary, you can find him on Facebook and you can find him on the World Wide Web. And probably if you open your heart, you might even catch a little feeling of him next time you walk through the forest. You never know. <laughs> uh, Gary's music recordings, his plant recordings of the nahire, of the trees and of the plants he's developed special relationships with at home will be thankfully Gary thank you for allowing us to use them available as part of our mindful minute segment and um, through the heartful addiction podcast so very blessed to be able to share that with you and Gary does have these recordings for sale also on his website, but that's not what we're about today. But I just wanted to put that little that little note in there for those of you who might be interested in looking further. So thank you, Gary, and much love from me to you. Okay. And from all of us for your time here. Kia kaha.
we are absolutely blessed to be bringing you the forest music of wisdom keeper Gary Cook. He has been developing special relationships with plants and recording their songs, giving them an instrument to play. Today's music and in the near future is brought to you by Gary's Peace Lily, who sits in his home. She is named after his grandmother, Sabella. She brings resilience and strength, spiritual support. Follow her song and allow yourself to embark on a forest path that leads you to a new dimension of knowing. Music recorded by Gary Cook, www.secretland.co.nz where further tracks are available for purchase. Nikki's chakra segment and Nikki is over on Facebook at Nikki's Oracle Readings. Join her page. One of her favorite things to do is to do a relaxing head massage and words of guidance while enjoying the company of her clients over drinks and nibbles. If you go over there you can find out where she's what area she services and if she is not in your area she might be able to do a online reading for you. So head on over to her. Over to you Nikki with your chakra segment. We're going for part one this week and we'll be continuing the rest in the next episode.
Hello, my name is Nikki and I am a crystal healer. In a previous podcast, I talked about how crystals work with the human body and briefly spoke about the seven chakras within our bodies, where they were and what they did. So over the next few weeks, I will be talking more in depth about each chakra and telling you which crystals to use for such. So let's get started. The first chakra is called the root chakra and that's located at the base of our spine. A chakra is a wheel-like spinning vortex that spins and draws in energy on a vibratory level to keep your body in balance. Each chakra governs a main organ and gland which is connected to other parts of the body uh, through meridians. So the root chakra is red in colour. It governs the organs, the kidneys, bladder, vertebral column, hips and legs. Ailments which can occur when the energy is changed um, can be kidney stones, hypertension, constipation, diarrhea, hemorrhoids, colitis, fatigue and cold extremities, fingers and toes. The gland related to the root chakra is the adrenal gland. The colour red brings feelings and thoughts of survival and instinct, a connection to society and security in life. So we use red when you have no enthusiasm, low energy, insecurity, fear and anxiety. And some of the crystals that can be used for this are called carnelian, coral, ruby, star garnet, fire opal and tourmaline. The sacral chakra, located a few inches below your belly button, the colour is orange and the organs associated to the sacral chakra are the uterus, large bowel, prostate, ovaries and testes. When the energy within the sacral chakra is imbalanced, it can lead to menstrual problems, fibroids, ovarian cysts, irritable bowel syndrome, endometriosis, testicular disease and prostate disease. The glands governed by this chakra are the ovaries and the testes. Orange is a creative and energizing color and it brings warmth, security, passion, pleasure and sexuality. It uplifts our spirits and encourages us to enjoy the experience of life. Use orange when you feel bored or stuck in a rut, resentment or you feel life is too serious or you just need to let go of past issues. Some crystals to use are citrine, moonstone, tourmaline and zircon. The third chakra is the solar plexus chakra and that's located a few inches above the belly button. The colour is yellow 
and the solar plexus is linked to the liver, spleen, stomach and small intestine. When the energy is changed, it can lead to digestive issues, metabolic problems, diabetes, pancreatitis, liver disease, stomach ulcers and gallstones. The gland governed by the solar plexus is the pancreas. Now the color yellow brings feelings of confidence, friendliness, courage, optimism and self-esteem. We use yellow crystals you, um, when you're feeling nervous, anxious, confused, indecisive, if you have a lack of concentration or you have a fear. Some crystals to use regarding all these are yellow agate, beryl, citrine, quartz and tourmaline. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and you've all learnt a few more things regarding our chakras and the crystals to use, when to use them and how to use them. I thank you for your time in listening to me and I hope you've enjoyed the podcasts that I've done. Thank you and goodbye for now. So this week, instead of my social shout out or my um, movie of the week, I thought I'd share to you with you a couple of my very favorite smoothies, um, just so that we're focusing on nourishment this week. And so this one is a morning detox juice. It comes out this beautiful, deep, ready pink color. It includes, um, basically you need a juicer for this one. So you need three apples that are peeled. Any kind of apple will do. Usually a sweet one is nicer in the morning, but you can go Granny Smith if you do prefer that um, more bitter taste. Um, And then we have three apples peeled, one beetroot peeled, so an entire whole beetroot, like a fresh beetroot from the shelf uh, in the fruit and veggie section. Uh, Six stalks of celery. So as in uh, clean, like rinse it clean it chop off the top and chop off the the bottom that holds it all together and then six stalks from there and three peeled carrots pretty large carrots will do um this is actually a serving for one so the ingredients again three apples peeled one beetroot peeled six stalks of celery and three carrots peeled so what you're going to do is you're just going to literally push all the ingredients through the juicer and catch all the juice obviously discard your pulp pour into glass and serve immediately basically um i like to pop that over ice because i love my juices lovely and cold you can probably store it for about 10 15 minutes in the fridge or freezer to get that nice icy consistency to it but i wouldn't leave it much longer than that 
And so that one has apples, beetroot, celery, and carrots. So it's a detox, so it is good for your digestive system. It'll help out your stomach if you've been out on the drink for the night, or if you just wake up feeling a bit blah and you don't really feel like a breakfast, you can have that instead. Now this next one is called Teenager's Breakfast. And it is a very, very nice recipe. I had this the other day. This is a smoothie. So the ingredients are one frozen banana, half a peeled and pitted avocado, one third a cup of milk. So you can use full cream, almond, uh, half and half, 3%, whatever. Uh, One cup of ice cubes, two teaspoons of cocoa powder, Half a cup of dried fruit granola, so anything from the up and go, um, the just right or just the plain nutty crunch or whatever it is that you get, and a four uh, coffee beans. So you don't really need those. Um, it is called the teenager's breakfast, so they don't necessarily need coffee. So the method is to add all ingredients to the blend to the blender, everything, bob it all in, and process until smooth enough to drink. If you need it to be a little bit more uh, colder, add more ice. If you want more milk, for it to be more milky, add more milk, obviously. And then just pop into glasses, top with your granola, and serve immediately. So you can eat the granola off the top with the smoothie and then drink the smoothie after. And it actually makes a really quick and nutritious breakfast for your lovely teenager. So that's me uh, for that little segment. I thought I'd just pop that in and uh, let me know if you do test that out. I'll pop those two recipes up on our uh, page at Heartful Addiction, uh, the podcast. So let me know how you go. And now I'm over to Karen for Karen's Quote. Yes, it's that time again for Heartful's Quote of the Week. Now this one I just want to give a little context to. As I mentioned, I was at Voices of Sacred Earth Festival this past week and I listened to many speakers, many, many beautiful wisdom keepers. So I have a lot of quotes floating around in my head, but one that I would really like to share regarding regarding a special kind of nourishment I think and that would be a nourishment for your soul for your spirit Uh, we all know that that taking time to be present and breathe is one of the most valuable things that you can do for yourself it really makes a massive difference and a lot of indigenous peoples around the world now we have never stopped being connected as as Gary Cook said we've never stopped being connected and a lot of indigenous peoples they just don't don't live in the same same way that we've become accustomed to living in the default world living in the world of stresses and bills and um, first world problems a lot of indigenous peoples that they, they live in their presence and in their sacred space and they just step outside that when they need to deal with something from the modern world and then slip straight back into that that um, comfort zone that 
that inner peace, you might say. So one way to stay present, I will I will give you through a beautiful, beautiful quote. Beautiful quote by Miguel Molina. Now he's a shaman from the Andean Mountains in Peru. And he spoke on a way of listening, a sacred way of listening that you use in ceremony. Now if we treat like these indigenous peoples do every day as a ceremony, then, then we, we find in this quote a way to be a little more present and nourish ourselves, nourish ourselves beautifully. So Miguel Molina says, There is a way of listening that is used in ceremony. First, you listen as far as your ears can hear. You listen to everything you can possibly hear far and wide and then slowly, very slowly, you bring your listening back closer, slowly and closer until you are listening to the things around you, the things in the room, the things in your area. And then slowly you bring your listening closer and you listen to your neighbours. You listen to the movements, to their breath, to their rustling. And then again, closer still, you listen to your own breath, your own movements. And finally inside, you listen to the beating of your heart, to your stillness, to yourself. Isn't that profound? I hope that gives you something, another tool for your toolbox to, to create a bit, a bit of that peace and ceremony and sacredness in your everyday. Hey, it's Nicole here again, all the way from the UK. Um, So I know tonight's um, podcast is about nourishment and how we nourish our mind and our body. Um, I'm here to um, talk about how we can nourish our minds and some tips and tricks that I've learned that have really helped me. Um, They may help you. We all like will figure out and find our own way. Um, of nourishing our minds and and figure out what's best and what works for us. As as human beings, we are all completely different. So there's there's lots of things that can nourish your mind on a daily basis. Um, One of them is waking up every day and just being grateful. So, you know, waking up and thank you for being, you know, for allowing me to wake up in a warm home and a warm bed. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the food that I'm about to have. Thank you for the day ahead. Thank you for everything around me and all of those people that surround me. 
How we choose to wake up and see a day ahead is so important. So if we wake up and think, oh, today's going to be a rubbish day, then it is going to be a rubbish day. If we wake up and we practice gratitude and we say, whatever today brings, it's going to be a good day. You are going to have a good day. And that is feeding your mind with positivity. Yes, there's going to be ups and downs of every day. Of course there is. But the more positive we are and the more happiness we project out to the universe and to in our own souls and our own mind, the easier we, you know, we we become in dealing with those downs and bringing ourselves back up again. Um, our inner critics, oh my goodness, inner critics in our head can be so dangerous and so powerful. It's scary. So we really need to look at how we talk to ourselves and how we talk to ourselves is so important if you're continuously telling yourself that you're not good enough and you can't do things and it's not going to work and you don't believe in yourself then guess what that is what is going to happen if you keep feeding yourself all of that negativity that is that that is what will happen to you so how about we turn that around and let 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 me show you what that what that you know what that feels like and 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 how that how that hit how we hear that so instead of saying I can't do this turn it around and say I can do this and I will figure out a way of how I can do this I'm rubbish this is crap I'm not rubbish this is the best one I've done I know for us women, looking in the mirror at our bodies can be just, ugh. How about no? How about your body is amazing? Your body is this amazing machine that looks after you every single day. It gets you from A to B. It allows you to breathe. It allows you to think. It allows you to make and create. Um, As women, if we're lucky enough, we can grow babies. You know... Our, our bodies are amazing and it's about looking in the mirror and instead of saying I'm fat, I've got cellulite, I'm wobbly, I'm too thin, my boobs aren't big enough, my boobs are too big. How about just turning that around and saying actually you know what? I look great and I am great because I am me and I love my body and the more we love our bodies, the more we feed our mind and bodies with self-love and positivity, the healthier we will be for our bodies and our minds. Talk to yourself how you would talk to your friends and your children and your family, because I guarantee you would not talk to anyone the way you talk to yourself. So just have a think about that for a minute. Give yourself some time. Give yourself some space. Give yourself time to breathe, time to recoup, time to just sit back and relax and process everything that has happened in your day in your week in the last year in the last month and just give yourself some time to absorb it all and reflect back and think back and anything that you need to let go of breathe it away 
let go because you can. The more we hold on to negativity, to things that have happened in the past, the worse it is for our minds and it just feeds and feeds and feeds and gets worse. So let it go. You cannot change the past, but you can alter the now and you can make things happen to make the future that you want. Talk to people, talk to friends, talk to family. If you feel like you need to talk to a therapist or a counsellor or a coach, go get one. Go and talk to somebody, invest some time into you so you can process things, so you can work things out. If there's things in the past that you need to deal with, go and talk to somebody about that. Don't let it, don't let it feed your soul and your mind and your body full of bad thoughts. Go and talk to somebody, get it out. It, it will be okay. And it can be scary at first going to talk to somebody, but ultimately I promise you, it will be so much more amazing for you than suffering in silence. Clear that mind, nourish your mind full of love and positive thoughts. Talk to friends, talk to family. If you can't talk to anyone else, talk to friends and talk to family. We all are lucky enough to at least have one special person that we can talk to. Talk to them or reach out to somebody that you feel like you could talk to because a problem shared is a problem halved. And that is so, so true. And even if it's just somebody just to listen while you just get things off your chest, after you've done that, it can just feel like a huge weight has been lifted. Not all of us are huge talkers. So there's the power and the magic in writing. Writing for me has been a blessing. I have journals, I have notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks. I am a stationary junkie. I love a notebook. I don't always find it the easiest to talk to people, although over the over the years I have certainly learnt and I've got a lot better at talking to people. But I love to write. So what you write down in your head, it doesn't have to make sense. No one's going to read it back. You You probably won't even read it back. But once that's come out of your head and onto that paper, you will feel so much better. It's not swirling around in your head anymore. It is on that paper and it is down and it is out. And that can feel so powerful. One, one top tip um, that, that really works for me and I know has worked for a lot of my, my clients is to have, have a pad and pen on your bedside cabinet, your bedside table. And at the end of every day, write down things like a few things that have been great about your day write down anything that's troubled you about your day and write down things that you need to do tomorrow so they are not all swirling around in your head as you are trying to switch your mind off to go to sleep because your mind does need to rest and you need to rest so my top tips from 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 this segment for today is feed your mind with positivity talk to people whether that's a professional or a friend or a family member or just somebody you feel comfortable with talk to people write things down write a journal have a pad and a pen on your bedside table and get things down at the end of the day to clear your mind try meditating if meditation is is for you and remember to breathe and give yourself some time fill your head with positive affirmations about yourself instead of negative and turn those around So saying, I am not good enough, you say, I am good enough. 
I can't do this, I can do this. You get the picture. So nourish your mind and you can do this from home, from bed, from anywhere you are in the world. Nourish your mind, look after you and give yourself some self-care and some self-love and see what happens. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nicole. I love your segments. So you guys can go across to Nicole's Facebook page. You can find her at Nicole Madden's Transformational Coaching for more daily hints and tips on how to make your life amazing. Okay, now welcome to my question of the week. It was my turn this week and at the same time as I wrote it, I happened to be extremely hungry. So I thought, why not a question about food? So comment your answers on our podcast um, group, Heartful Addiction Podcast. Um, Head over there, there's always a question of the week pinned to the top under the announcements so next week's question will be up in a minute with uh karen's turn Um, but this time i'm going to read my answers that everybody wrote for me so question of episode three was what is your favorite feel-good food for example what is your go-to food that would make your mood feel better this could be a smoothie a really old recipe of your grandma's or even a special flavor of ice cream What's your mood food? So some of the question uh, answers I got were quite um, good. Um, so I find that if I've not eaten in a while, I'll get really crabby, like hangry crabby. So my feel-good foods are really yummy, nourishing salads like uh, spinach, pumpkin, and feta. Um, I and especially love my special chicken salad that I created when I moved out of home. Um, so basically, it's a pan pan cooked chicken um, hot on top of mixed greens with shaved carrot and chopped um, sauteed mushroom bit of feta it has to be danish feta because when you whack the mushroom and the hot chicken on top melts the feta which creates the lovely salty creamy salad dressing so uh, and and also you can't uh, beat a delicious meal cooked with love so here comes a couple of listeners answers so sarah arends hi sarah and she said her favorite is asian food she loves a japanese bento box oh my gosh i love them uh, barbecue pork bao noodles anything along those lines absolutely one of my favorite at the moment is chicken katsu um the more kewpie mayonnaise the better uh karen comes in saying not sugar it's a trickster. I find that with smoothies and food grown and cooked with love is a great lifter. A few borage flowers. I hope I said that right. From my garden, fresh herbs, especially basil. I love fruit and natural yogurt. Mm, might go get some now. Oh, that sounds so good. And Shani Wright has said, if I have time to cook, miso pork or chicken enchiladas if we're getting takeout butter chicken from the himalayan restaurant and if it's a need something out of the pantry it's a banana nectarine or cheese and onion chips i 
love food and you will see that by my size if you ever met me um, and I'm working very hard to try and bring my weight down using good nutrition and exercise which is hard when you have a little baby and all he wants to do is cuddle you and doesn't want to go anywhere near other people so here we go um, well, wish me luck um, and now over to you Karen for next week's question thank you everyone who participated this week Righty-ho, into our question for next week's episode, which will be episode four of Heartful Addiction. And our general theme for episode four is inspiration. Hashtag inspired. So, in keeping with that, we want to know who or what has been a big inspiration to you in your life. Now this can be in your life, this can be in your artwork, anything really that has been an inspiration to you, might have pushed you to do better, might have, um, might have inspired a song, a poem, an artwork, might have, might have inspired you to uh, build yourself, build, build yourself into a better person. We want to know, we want to hear those gorgeous stories and I'm sure Kathy and I, Kathy Lee and I will have a lot to say on the subject ourselves next week. So send your answers in here. Here you can record them as a voicemail on the Anchor app and then you'll be featured, you'll be featured personally on our podcast or you can text them in you can message them in via private messenger or contribute to our facebook group heartful addiction a podcast or leave them as a comment on our facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash heartful addiction we look forward to hearing about it there's nothing beats a little or a lot of inspiration Mwah. Friends, thank you so much for joining us for episode three of Heartful Addiction, the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself today and gotten yourself something out of everything that has happened and we've discussed. I know it's gone a little long, but we are going to wrap things up now. I really want to go and break myself a chocolate brownie now that we've been talking about nutrition and nourishment because a chocolate brownie is nourishment for my soul now you can find us on anchor fm breaker spotify radio public and we will be soon to google podcasts and we've just been accepted over to overcast you can get that on your android or your i device so karen i hope you've had a fun time i've had a good time too and um, i really want that chocolate brownie now (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that so fun oh oh man we've had 
just so much fun creating this for you and bringing you this heartful podcast, haven't we, Kathy Lee? Always. We always have fun with you guys and we are so happy that you join us every week, even though we are a little crazy and we are a little bit out of the box, but thank you so much. But all good things must come to an end. And here we are. I'm not going to cry. I promise. <laughs> Never fear. Next week's podcast is here, or at least it will be soon. Tell your friends. Uh, the more the merrier. Bring, bring them all along. Have a listening party. Uh, we have been absolutely honoured to bring you the amazing people on this week's show and we look forward to bringing you more in the future because we've been making a lot of great connections and having a lot of awesome conversations this is really going places and we're so pleased you can join us i'll stop caring because if you start crying i'm gonna cry he's gonna cry and we're all gonna cry and bonus points to you listeners if you can name the movie that's from now i just want to send a quick thank you to gary for joining us today nicole and nikki and everybody else who contributed to our questions of the week we really can't do this without you so for now we will love and leave you sending out massive heartful vibes to like cover your day and cover your life and <laughs> just just go out there and be yourself because authenticity is the best gift you can give the world remember that you are a gift you are awesome you are precious you are needed just the way you are bye guys from rotorua aotearoa new zealand and all the way from Perth in Australia. Take care, guys. Be safe. And until next time. Love you. Mwah.